Hi there, Gary Turner here, introducing the next instalment of the Self-Care Week podcast series that we're doing during week commencing the 12th of November for Self-Care Week. And on this occasion, I am grateful to welcome Kelly Swingler from Chrysalis Consulting. Hello there, Kelly. Hi, Gary. How are you? I'm very well, and I'm very excited to have you on, although for a slightly shorter time this time, back onto the podcast. Yeah. So thank you very much. A <laughs> pleasure. I need to stay focused and not babble as much today. <laughs> You did not babble last time. It's amazing. And by the way, <laughs> over you. 150 listens, just so you know. So it's gone Ah, on. lovely. So change the world. We change the world. So just to get us going, I just wanted to just ask you, if you're going to define self-care for you as Kelly, what, how would you describe to somebody else what self-care means to you? Uh, for me, I think it is about doing those things for yourself that allow you to don't know, kind of protect your energy, look after your energy levels to allow you to keep on doing what you need to do for yourself and others. Okay, powerful, like that. So what is what could it look like if, if you know if you're not doing that for yourself? What what sort of shows up for you or you know, where what does energy loss look like for you? How does it impact your work, for example? Um, I don't know it necessarily kind of impacts work, actually. I think when I'm not doing that, I tend to go much more into overload. So I don't take as many breaks. I keep, I push and push and push and push. Um, so actually when I'm not doing that at work, it is working far too many hours, not taking enough breaks, not looking after myself. And then I suppose impact on me and then kind of home life, um, very short-tempered, very tired, very stressed, and then lots of kind of negative self-talk will kick in as well. Okay, interesting. So it's really that sort of ripple effect if we're not looking after Absolutely, yes, okay. totally. Love it. Thank you very much. So if we have a little sort of chat about your practice, I know when we spoke before, we've had a, a uh -huh. weekly chat, and it was uh, quite impressive. I think we needed 24 tweets to see all of your practices. So, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You may, need, you may need more now. I've extended it. <laughs> That's just interesting to actually understand. You know, you know, what are those practices for you and sort of which ones are habitual, which ones are more in the moment? It'd be great to hear a bit more about that for you. Yeah, so I start, so I suppose if I start where, where I was when we kind of first spoke last time, then I'll kind of quickly talk about the extensions. So um, for me, kind of every morning is uh, yoga uh, and meditation. Uh, some journaling, um, and then some uh, kind of gratitude practice. And then again in the evening, it's very much kind of meditation and journaling. Um, what I've done over the last four, three, three, four weeks um, is, I suppose, extend the yoga practice, actually, but not so much in the, uh, the movement forms. So, uh, yoga is made up of kind of eight limbs as they call it um and so actually what i've then started to incorporate into my morning routine uh before and after the movement practice of yoga is much more kind of breathing techniques a deeper meditation um a kind of focused um kind of chant to then set my expectations uh so then i'll do that so i do lots of breathing techniques before the yoga or before the movement of yoga, then I'll do my movement, then I do more breathing exercises, then I do my chanting, and then I do my meditation, then I do my journaling, and then I start my day. Wow. What time is it in the morning, honey? 
Well, the routine I have to have kind of, I ha- if I do not get between kind of eight and hour, eight and nine hours sleep a night, I am terrible. So I still need to make sure I get the sleep. So, um, I'm up, I don't know, half five, six ish. Um, but so this morning I needed to be in the office for eight o'clock. Uh, some days I obviously don't need to order. This morning I was in the office for kind of half seven, uh, ready for a coaching session at eight. Some mornings I'm, I'm obviously in the office, you know, kind of a bit later. So that morning practice, whilst the routine is the same, actually the length of time that I do it can depend on how much time I have. So that routine can be anything from say half an hour up to 90 minutes, depending on what I've got, uh, what's kind of, what have I got in the day ahead? What time have I woken up? Uh, is it kind of hair wash day or can I get away with a little bit of dry shampoo, uh, or, or kind of all of, all of those sorts of things. So really it's, it's making sure that the practices stay the same, but the length of time can depend on what it is that I've got on the day ahead. So I'm not beating myself up if I'm not doing a full 90 minutes, but I'm also not feeling that I haven't done enough if it's say only 20 minutes or half an hour. Mm, there's two thanks thanks for that Kelly there's two really striking things that come out from what you just described one that you do a lot of self-care but mm-hmm. you still get the sleep you know you need to get I think that's a really powerful totally. message for listeners that's yeah I get a bit fed up of you know these people that you kind of sit and there's loads of them aren't there that you kind of see on social media particularly LinkedIn you know I was up at four this morning and I've done all of my exercise and now I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I, I think uh, you know there's something uh, you know they seem to be kind of portraying that you can only be successful in your career if you're up at like four o'clock in the morning and you've had like two hours sleep that does not work for me if i do not get my sleep i am cranky as anything <laughs> well i think most i think i think most of us humans would be on two hours sleep let's be honest so, yes so that, yes I, think, I find that really interesting and also you sort of you almost cut off one of, one of the things i was thinking as you were describing your lengthy and you know expanded practice which is amazing is at what point do you actually does that become a chore and you just answer that in advance by saying you actually shorten and lengthen you should you, know, mm-hmm. you extend or shorten that that practice that, that's that's really interesting for me so is, is this been um you've been practicing self-care sort of consciously and intentionally for a long time kelly have you or um where are we so five five years okay um so uh, I, th- I suppose i was doing bits of self-care so i kind of had a, a morning yoga practice that i've been doing since about 2011 so probably kind of seven years um but then got really really ill in 2013 um when i tried to convince myself that what i was doing was absolutely self-care when actually all I was trying to do was fill 24 hours a day with everything that I possibly could, not sleeping enough, not eating, working far too much, dealing with stress, commuting every day, filling my commute with uh, reading or working or phone calls. Or so- and I just had absolutely no headspace at all. Um, and then, yeah, then got seriously ill. And from there, my, my kind of my self-care practice has absolutely become non-negotiable. That's that's really that's really powerful. And maybe you want to speak about just just briefly why we've got you as well around some of the books that you've written actually around this area for any listeners that might be interested. Uh, yes, thank you very much. So yeah, I've, um, I was asked. Um, I was trying to work out when that came out. I think that was that must have been last year. So um, I was actually asked based on quite a lot of the the kind of work and research that I've done to write one on um, overcoming stress. So there is one that I've got on uh, what's your excuse for not overcoming stress. That's kind of filled with hints and tips uh, to kind of go through. And then I've done another one, which was for um, a different publishing company, which, again, I was asked to do, uh, which is around kind of managing your mindset for career success. 
Okay, nice. And where can people get those uh, if they wanted to? Uh, both of those are available on Amazon. So uh, there's also a third on there. Um, but if you just go onto Amazon uh, and type in Kelly Swingler, then all three will come up. Oh, no, brilliant. That's really, really, really helpful. Thank you for that. Um, Pleasure. Thank you. If you were looking to give a piece, I know we're not here to give advice per se to other people, but you know what I mean. If you were giving mm. a recommendation to someone around self-care and you could only give them one thing, what would that be? What would it look like? Uh, to find something that works for you and just and do it. Um, you know, I think my, my routine would absolutely not suit everybody. Uh, the coaching client that I was speaking to this morning, they do loads of running. Um, loads of my friends are big into running. You know, they talk about how it helps them switch off and do all those sorts of things. I have tried running so many times and then felt like a complete failure. Uh, I'm just not a runner. Mm-hmm. Um, coaching client I was talking to yesterday does loads of cycling. One I was speaking to last week does loads of swimming. Uh, you know, I know people that do arts or crafts or painting or reading. And I think it really is just find the thing that works for you and then try and fit that into your life as much as you possibly can. No, that's great. Because ultimately what we're talking about here around self-care is ultimately just that, <clears throat> just stopping is how I sort of read it. For me, self-care is just about getting mm. present a bit more often than maybe we otherwise would. Is that something you would share, Kelly, or challenge? Um, yeah, I, I think definitely around the, the kind of present, uh, being present. Um, I, I suppose for me it is, ju- you know, kind of whatever it is that gives you that headspace. Um, so I think kind of whether it's thought, you know, so it might be, I don't know, 15 minutes in a long hot soap in a bath. Um yeah sitting in the garden for 10 minutes or listening to some upbeat music for five minutes i think just whatever it is yes so i I suppose whatever um brings you back to the present allows you the headspace to kind of process some of the thoughts that you've got um yeah any anything kind of around that but again it doesn't have to mean i think some people look at it as it's got to you know particularly when we kind of talk about meditation that it is just something that where you just kind of sit and do nothing and i think things like meditation and mindfulness are so prevalent at the minute everybody's like well I, I can't do it um we can all do it it may just be that we're either not wanting to practice or that's just not the thing for us if your thing is going out and training for a marathon as it is for one of my friends i think he's mental um uh, it is you know and he's I, don't, I couldn't tell you how many he's done this year um but you know that's that's his self-care i you know for me that's torture um but that is that's his self his self-care um so you know however it is that he processes that that's what kind of keeps him going and that's how that's what gives him his time out even though he's training for marathons which i don't understand at all gary you're really making me laugh because i've got this this <laughs> i've got this wonderful image now from this series this this <laughs> this series Kelly. One 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 man's self care is another man's torture. I just think it's that's just a fantastic strap. There you go. I think that's probably exactly what it is. You know, if I if I don't know if anybody would just come and do like my morning routine with me, some people probably think I was completely mental, um, and just you know, absolutely mad for even trying to do it. Uh, some people will probably be bored rigid. Some people would hate it. Some people may get something from it, but 
uh, you know, it, it works for me. It probably wouldn't work for everybody. No, that's brilliant. What a great message around. You've got to find what works for you. We've all got our own reality at the end of the day. So that's, that's really mm, Totally. What, as we wrap up now, how can people reach out to you if they want to have a chat to you about what we've spoken about today or more generally the services that, that Chrysalis offer? How can they get hold of you, Ken? Uh, so fairly active um, on kind of LinkedIn and Twitter. So you can find me, uh, Kelly Swingler, on LinkedIn. Uh, I think I'm Kelly underscore Swingler on Twitter. Um, but I don't think there are many of us Swinglers out there, so you should be able to track me down quite easily. Um, or feel free to, uh, you know, kind of drop me an email so you can get me um, either via the website um, or via email. So kelly at chrysalis-consulting.co.uk. That is wonderful. I'll add all of those uh, contact details to the show notes. And Kelly, as always, you've been a joy. Thank you for sparing the time. Pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. See you soon. Take care. Bye. Take care. Thanks, Bye. Gary. Bye.